0: Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit zipster.com to find out more information and on to the episode. This is Haley Motzinger and you're listening to Free Pizza. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have a very, 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 very special guest, the <laughs> Caitlin Schrader. Yes, I said it correctly. Um, <laughs> dancer, educator, choreographer, filmmaker. I was going through your site the past like couple of days, and I was like, where do we even start? Where do I ask first? So I'm just asking some notes I wrote down. I didn't share them with you because I want them to, you know, yeah, come yeah, off yeah. top. Um, but I actually want to try something with you cool. on this show. I've never done an icebreaker question. I did it on my Daniel White show, but not this one. So I was like, you know what? Caitlin's cool, bubbly, and awesome. I'm going to try it with you. So we're going to answer an icebreaker question that we were not prepared for before I gave it the deck. But um, <laughs> uh, we went over it, and we're going to answer this question. It's, it's a great question, I think. And uh, I'll let you uh, read it
1: off. Sure. So the one that I... First of all, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, yes, of course. I'm like, so excited to be yes. here and that you asked me to do this. Of course, of course. Um, yeah. So the question I chose... <laughs> was what is the closest you've ever come to dying? Yes. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> I know. And before he pressed play on this, we were going, we were kind of going back and forth saying, like, should this be, like, a cheeky answer <clears throat> and something, like, really fun or is this, like, a serious moment? Right. And I'm sure I've had a couple of serious moments yeah. like I, that aren't coming to me, like, in this moment for this, this, you know, interview. But I feel like the closest most recently was when was this? Maybe February of this year.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And um it was a Bachelorette weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: all you had to say. That's all It's it. <laughs> like we're
1: done. No, trust me, like we it was not like one of those wild bachelorettes either. Like it was super tame. We were in the mountains. We had like a house. Um, we were doing mm. some hiking. And so the bride and it was in um it was in Boone. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so uh one the bride to be was like she's still live out there? She was like, we're going to go on this hike. And I was like, love me a good hike. I was let's like, go. listen, let's go. I was like, I'm here for it. Like, you know, athlete. I was like, you know, I'm a dancer. Like, I'm in shape. Like, I can do this. Yeah, like, we're going on this nice. hike. Like, whatever. This is great. This hike was wildly unsafe.
0: Oh, God. Like,
1: like edges of cliffs, like in the middle of this hike. And there was like probably a group of like seven or eight of us, right? Yeah, yeah. We all, like, come from different parts of our life, so, like, the first time together. If this is not a bonding experience for anybody, <laughs> I don't know what is. Yes. Like, put yourselves at the edge of death when you meet somebody for the first time, and you will learn so much about yourself and them. Um, we were like, it's okay. Like, like, the camaraderie and, like, the encouragement of, like, I see you. You're okay. You're not going <laughs> to die. It, I don't even know what this hike was. It was. Well, no, it was Grandfather Mountain Park. Right. Yes, I've been there many times. So. But wait, I have. So have I. So have I. Right. Yeah. And I've done like the easy hikes. I'm like, this is nice. Frolicy. I love this. Like frolic, frolic yes, images, yes. pictures. Go. This was like the big. I don't even know what it's called. It was like the hu- the biggest hike you can do there. And oh, she was like, goodness. I used to do this all the time. Like when I lived here. And we're like, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Uh, terrifying. Oh. Edges of cliffs, like there was this, these like ladders that were built by volunteers out of wood. And I was like, I'm sorry, (laughs) have these been inspected? I was like, what do you mean? And like, I would look to the left and like wind was going and like plummet. I could have plummeted. And there was just so much like physical, mental, emotional anxiety through that experience that Mm. I was like, I actually don't know if I'm ever going to see anybody again. Like there was a moment where I was like, I may die on this hike. And I don't, so anyway... Yeah. That is a very long-winded way of answering what is the closest you have ever been to dying.
0: That makes me so that makes <laughs> my hands like sweat thinking about. Yeah. You on the side of a cliff oh, and a yeah. man-made ladder. Or human made ladder, right? You know what I'm saying? It was like, and that's all around these mountains. Like I've been I've totally been in the bridges and stuff like that. Right,
1: right, right. And listen, there's no shade to anybody that is like volunteering for a park system. Like, baby, yeah. do your thing, right? <laughs> like, thank you for volunteering. <laughs> but like, when it is my life on the line, I want to know if it's been inspected. <laughs> hey,
0: fair enough. I can sit go right. there and like, wait a minute, whoa, there's no whoa. inspection day.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I need some clarification on this experience.
1: Totally, totally. Okay. But we survived, and I'm here, and I'm talking to you. I right, say so you're back. So here we are. We're back.
0: Shout out to the to
1: the bride. Yeah, <laughs> and she knows who she is. I'll just it yes, that. Yes, right.
0: yes. So mine is like I said before. It was funny. It's kind of funny now, but wasn't that then. So I just got my driver's license, okay. and for the first, there's a, there's a provisions we get your license where you have we kind of have those restrictions. My mom was in the car with me, mm-hmm. and um, no, it's my permit. This is my permit. My mom had to bring it with me. My permit. Okay. Uh, permit. Um, we're going on the highway, and I just got my car. I'm frolicking. You know, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm. 16 years old, think I'm yeah. the best driver in the world. So we we're coming, um, passing an off ramp, and this big 18 wheeler was coming down as well. Oh God! And it was coming down fast. It's one of those lanes that it, it ends eventually. So the highway's packed, both sides. So as we're driving, my mom's kind of looking over. It's like, okay, uh-huh, you need to get uh-huh. over eventually. You need to get over. You need to get over. So I'm sitting there, whatever, blah blah. blah. So the lane, that lane is ending. And like I said, I could not get over on both sides. So eventually, it gets to a point where like. She's in panic mode. Right. Well, yeah. This truck is coming over. Oh, good God. So, literally, the truck starts coming over, and I'm right beside it, and she's just like, Daniel! (laughs) Daniel! I mean, she's screaming. (laughs)
1: Right, right. And
0: I literally had to, like that way, I mean, it was so close to
1: Yikes. us. Yikes, yeah. And
0: thinking that now in her expression, was like, oh my God, she was freaking, freaking
1: out. Yeah, I can and imagine.
0: And with we so we would have been, dist- we wouldn't have done.
1: Well, right, right, right.
0: You know, I'm 16 years old, like, oh my God,
1: it's my mom, but
0: she was sitting there like, Daniel. Absolutely not. You need to, mm-hmm. hey, please.
1: Look, like, look. <laughs> look both ways, <laughs> And go
0: ahead and start getting over when that happens, please. Uh-huh. I was like,
1: sorry, mom. So, so sorry. Let's get to the mall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, that's probably definitely the 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 one that kind of comes to mind. That question, and I'm
1: sure there's a lot of people that can answer this question with like those like early driving moments.
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: like the responsibility to get behind a wheel of a vehicle. Like I'm just like, what? Like, it's wild. It's wild.
0: Insane. Yeah, it is. Speaking of, this is kind of off topic. That's but not really do the story, but um, God, the other night, me and my roommate Shelby were walking back from a night out at Beer Goat and hanging out. Yeah. Um. And there's a lot of one ways downtown, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so down friendly, we saw this truck out of nowhere on one rim, sparks coming out, going down the wrong way, one side of the runway, going oh. down the wrong,
1: uh... like one way. Street. Yeah, one way straight oh, the wrong way. God, yeah.
0: And she was like, "Oh my God, that car's gonna hit somebody!" Sure enough, no. We you're... got to our house because you can see the end of that street as we turn to our neighborhood. Um, that truck was in the ditch. <gasps> And I was sitting there, was like, oh my God, I hope we didn't hit a person or a car or anything. Luckily, they didn't hit anything. It hit oh, a pole. okay, okay, yes, okay. Yes, yes. So I was sitting there, like, dude, these cars are, car sense are just insane.
1: They are. It's just, I know. It's, mm. it's, 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 it can be scary, right? Yes, like, it yes, totally can. Yeah. This
0: is so terrifying. I was like, that story made me think of that, because that right. happened like two days ago. Gosh. Yeah, so I was like, Yeah. Greensboro Anyways, is wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. Greensboro gets crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so back to you. And let's, let's talk about how we met. So we sure. met because you were, were you curating that show with Andrew? So we yeah, well, I
1: direct that space. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So um, I my current role is the director of Greensboro Project Space. And so um, yes. oh, you're yes, kind. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so Andrew was one of the artists. Andrew Duke, shout yes. out. Shout out to Andrew shout Duke. Shout out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he was one of um, the earlier shows right before, well no, towards the end of summer, I I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's how we met. That's and we you, met. yeah, and you did a video, yes, right? I did. Like a process, yes. sort of document. Across, yeah. a little behind the scenes, yeah, behind the scenes. I love those, those are like my jam. That's mine. I know it's my <laughs> recent
0: love of making those. It
1: is, it's so good, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. I know it's so good. I love that. Thank you. Um, so you did like a fabulous job and you came to help with install.
0: I did, and then we met, yes, we and did. That's why we
1: did it. Yes. And it was funny because before we officially met, I think Andrew had. <laughs> a couple meetings in, like, him and I had a couple of meetings in the space about a show and, like, where we were going to put some stuff and, like, uh, materials he was bringing and looking at the space and all that good stuff. And he was like, yeah, so my friend Daniel's probably going to help with install. He's like, by the way, he's probably going to ask you to be on a podcast. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And then we met. And what did you do?
0: That should be to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and here I am. And the reason why is because, look, I've been in Greensboro for a very long time. Yeah. And I think it's a very. Did you grow up here? I grew up at High Point. Okay. Which got is down it, the street. It. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. have been for 31 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's a very let's see. I think it's a very big creative community. It's like creatives yeah. here. And that's what I'm thinking about. I cannot win an area, but people are underrated. It's a very underrated yeah. community of creatives. So totally. whenever I found one, I was like, yo, come on my show. I want you to talk about your life here in Greensboro and what you've done that. here.
1: Yeah, 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 I love know, that.
0: Putting Greensboro, was already on the map, but I want to. I want to. I made this show, Larry, to put all my friends on, and it's to show that's the,
1: fantastic the I love value
0: it. of this community.
1: There's good. There's like really good artists here,
0: the, and truly. like like
1: brilliant. Like I'm yes. like what just in the South in general. So like I'm originally from the North, right? I came down here for grad school. Didn't I tell the story to everybody? So like, yes. if you're listening and you know me, you've probably heard this. I want to hear. Like, I want to hear. The, well, no, it's not like you know, a great story. But the idea is that like, I came down here. I fell in love with the program at UNCG for my MFA in dance choreography, and I was like, all right. Like before that, I've traveled all over, <clears throat> bopped around different countries, different continents, different states, and I was like, it's kind of my jam, right? Yeah. Like I'm just like wandering around doing my thing, but always for a purpose, right? Of course. Um, and I was like I'm gonna go down it's three years your girl's gonna get this degree and she's gonna rock on somewhere else like you know like I never I was like I never saw myself in the south or like never really considered the south as a place of like yeah like I see myself there right
0: in the south in the south
1: oh my god (laughs) so then I came here and I was like shit (laughs) <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, I kind of like it here. Yeah. I was like, what's going on down here? And then I started like meeting different artists, and I was like, whoa, there's a huge artistic community. And what I'm finding is like I've lived in a little like a couple of bigger cities and stuff, and have like made work and have done done some things. And I was like, I feel a freedom and a sense of space down here that I've never felt. That's like really rich and really enriching for and nurturing for like where I am. That I was like, there is like not only physical geographical space in the South, but particularly in North Carolina. Like I kind of love North Carolina, but like artistic space too. Like yeah. you can be who you are, and you have people that support you. Like I'm just like, what is this like lovely nugget? Bag. I know.
0: Yeah. So yeah. like
1: that's why I'm around still.
0: <laughs> I love that. You know, definitely Greensboro is definitely put on as like a, like a Passover city. Like people coming for school and this bounce. Yeah. Right. But right. Over the years, they're making a lot more efforts to keep people here with artistry and just stuff like that. So totally. people come here and like, actually, you know what? I want to stick here for a little yeah. bit. Cause everyone used to be flocking to these New York's, to these right. LA's, of course, whatever. And you don't, with technology now, you don't need to be in those places anymore. Exactly. So if you can be somewhere more cozy and slow paced and all that, then this is perfect.
1: It is, it is. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like kind of, and something told me like, I, you know, it was like getting to the end of my graduate degree, <clears throat> making decisions of like what I'm going to do next. And, like, something told me, like, there's something here. Like, lean in. Yeah. Like, and I have to follow that instinct. Like, that's how I live my life anyway. Most, like, most, you know, most places I've lived is because, like, it felt that I needed to be there. Oh, I love that. So, I was like, I need to be here. I don't know why. I don't know for what. But, like, for now, I need to, like, lean in and just sort of, like, lay back and be like, all right. Yes. And, like, listen to that until you know, something tells me that it's not right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Or it's time right. to like, if, if there ever is, like, I have no idea what's next. Right. I'm kind of just, just here now. And
0: yeah, because it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Yes.
0: Okay. Let's get to the journey of you coming
1: here. Oh, good gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I
0: know. Believe me, y'all. i am gonna put a website obviously in the description. <laughs> Caitlin's website is full of insane stuff that you've done all over. So <laughs> I'm so, I know your journey is insane. I've been super excited to talk to you about this. So You're yes, started in New York. So take us from there, like your life in New York. Mm-hmm. And then tell us about your family life. They were creative, where their inspiration came from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah. from there.
1: Well, I mean, I was born. So like when you say New York, I was, I just need to make it clear. Not the city. You know what I mean? Oh, like yes. I'm upstate New York. I'm an yes. upstate New Yorker, yep. like, through and through. And what I mean by that is, like, central New York state. Like, we are up there four hours from the city. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like New York is huge. People hear New York, and they're like, oh, the city? city? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, Westchester County? I was like, no, that's right outside, you know, the city. Absolutely go not. Further, go, go further. Go further. Go further. Keep going. Keep driving. Go keep driving. Um, so I originally, yeah, I'm from upstate New York. I was born in Utica. Shout out 315. Utica. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and so I was born up there, um, grew up up there. I don't know about my childhood, like dance since I was really little, like it was okay. something my parents put me in. And yeah, so like, dance, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So I you know it started without that little like tap jazz ballet combo class, you know, mm-hmm. 45 minutes to an hour, but also like played sports too. Yeah. Um, Athlete, yeah. yeah. So I played soccer all the way up until high school. So I, uh, you did literally you? Literally same. Get out. Yeah. What man, position did you play?
0: Um, I was usually a defender.
1: Very nice. I yeah. was a goalie.
0: You were a goalie. No <laughs> yeah. one wants that position. That's First cool. of
1: all, I still laugh at the fact that I played soccer. Like I look, I'm like, what version of that was me? Like, who is that? And like, that like, who is that Caitlin? And like, who trusted her at that goal? Like, you know.
0: <laughs> Bruh. Anyway,
1: so funny. But um, yeah, and I think I just really liked the camaraderie of it. Like, yes. absolutely. It, I like knew from day one that I was not going to be a professional like soccer player, and mm. never really like loved it. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Like I, I wasn't that. like, oh my god, this is my life's purpose. It's my this is my passion. This is my passion. Like you soccer. know, yes. I but I did it because like I kind of loved being a part of the team and like meeting other people, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and I guess I was good. At, I actually don't think I was good. Let me just put it here on I, this podcast. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't think that I was a good soccer player. Okay, but um. Here and there, I played it, right? But I would go from like soccer practice and like, like madly in the car, like changing into like tights and a bun because I started off like being a hardcore like ballet dancer.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Way. So
1: I would like change and like, and there was another girl I went to high school with, Jamie, like she would, her, like we would do the same thing. She went to the same high school as me. So like we would play soccer, have practice. One of our parents would pick us up. We'd be in the back, like changing, eating, and then go to dance until like nine at night, right? Like just take class. I know. Um, So, like, dance has always been there. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I lost track of what we were talking about. My journey. But it did start in upstate New York, like, growing up, dancing and playing soccer. And I always, like, loved to be creative. Like, I did. Like, I think I, like, took a bunch of art classes when I was younger. But, like, like visual art classes at, like, um a local like museum, Munson Williams Proctor Arts Museum.
0: Oh
1: dope. Which is like I mean, it's associated with the Pratt Institute. Um but like my mom would take me to classes and but like and I still have remnants of like crappy art that my mom framed, which I like, adore her for it. You I know love what I mean? Like that, I yes. know it's so good. And there was like this one still life that was hung up in my house growing up and I was like, and I look at it now and i I have it, right? And you I look took at it No, oh, I totally do. And I have it, and I'm like, what? But like there I think so there was always something that I loved about making, you know yes. what I mean? And I don't think like I, like now being an adult, I can clearly articulate that and like look back and reflect. But like as a child, like I didn't know that I liked making or liked this sort of like artistic creative lifestyle. I think it was just, you know, my mom, I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough where my mom like exposed me to these things and so I would do them. I but then that. I never like, you know, thought I would be here. Like I yeah. like, no. like if you asked me, I never would be like, yes. Like, I am an artist. Like, I am a dancer, choreographer, filmmaker, what curator, producer. Like, I, n- never. Like, you know, I love like, that. ever. I, love that. I literally got my first master's to be a French teacher. What? Yes. And so, <laughs> like, what?
0: And you speak fluent French? I
1: do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been quite some time that, like, I've really spoken. Actually, yesterday, I got to speak French with. Some folks that I met, some other artists that live in Saks Baha, Um, and we were chatting about something related that's happening at GPS. And we, I found out that um, the woman was French, and like we start, I was like, "Get out!" And so like I had a moment. No. Like, where I got to speak. But it's been like a really long time. But um, but yeah, I mean, I went to school, like I went to college, and um, knew I wanted to have like a dance program there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause it felt weird to me. Like the one thing I could say when I graduated was, "All right, it feels weird not to dance." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I was like, I think I need to go to a place that like at least has a dance minor or major where yeah. I can take classes because right. it would be weird for me to just like cut.
0: Just a stop. soccer.
1: Like soccer. Hell. You would just like. We we're like, bye. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, this cat has the sneezes. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, Sorry so, guys. So, we have, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> house sitting right now and funny because Chairman is never downstairs. Ever. Chairman. And you're down here now. The board now. is here. Okay.
1: All right. Oh my gosh. Just got it. So can everybody hear the sneezes? We'll yeah, just let this it, happen. Cat,
0: it does it for a little bit, then it just goes and away. And it goes away. Yeah, yeah.
1: I love it. Anyway, yes, anyway, yes. Chairman, it's good you, to have you, you here. Threw,
0: yeah, it's good to have you here, Chairman. <laughs> I thought you would stay upstairs, but okay.
1: No, it's totally fine. So yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, you know, I have to dance, and I didn't know why at the moment, Interesting. right?
0: Interesting. But
1: like, I knew that I needed to have it, but I never right. thought that it would be. By the way, career. Even when I graduated college, I remember my professors saying to me. this isn't the end for you. And I was like, you're funny. Like, I'm not... Like, okay. Like, this is the last time I'm on stage. Like, four years, like, I'm done. Like, like, a, a career in the arts as a dancer never occurred to me. Yeah. Because I actually never saw anybody or knew anybody that actually did that.
0: Had a career in dance.
1: In dance or in the arts. Like, I mean, not that my family's not creative. Like, I think creativity is a very broad, like, Mm. I think, like, someone, like, who cooks, like, right? Like, your grandmother in a kitchen is a creative, right? Like, it is. It's Mm. like, it's not, it's not about, like, are you recognizing in a museum? It's about, like, it's just, like, the creation and the intention behind it, right? Mm, And the process. process. So, like, yes. So, like, I mean, if you're thinking about creativity broadly like that, then, like, hell yeah, there's people in my life that are, like, in my family that are creative. Creative.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, like my brother is a glazer, right? He installs like glass windows. That's sick. So, like, to me, like, he is a cre- Like, that's that's a craft, right? Yes. Like, that's a craft that, yeah. like, I couldn't do. You know hey, what no. I mean? Like, hell no. Like, do not have me do that math. You know what I mean? Like, I am not interested. But, like, he's drawing charts. He's, like, doing measurements. He's figuring it out. He's designing, like, you know. So, that to me, like, yes, do I come from, like, a family of creatives? Like, my mom's a wound nurse, right? She like you know what? Yeah, so like she deals with like to me like she has to be creative and problem solve in the way that she heals someone's individual problem, right? Like so, if you're thinking about creativity or creatives in a broad way, then hell yeah, I came from a family of creatives. I'm with it. You know, <clears throat> my dad does construction on railroads, right? Like
0: absolutely creative. So
1: like so I'm just but no one was an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, right. like in a more traditional sense, I think that when people Sculpting, say yeah, 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 right, 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 like. Um, but yeah, so I didn't come from a family that was like, Oh, like, this is a creative life. This is like, or, or like sort of a non-traditional path. Yeah. Like I, I never, you know, and I think that of the people in my family, even though like there's a lot of parts of my life that are quote unquote traditional, I think I certainly did take a more non-traditional path than anybody expected. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, that sort of got me to this moment because again, I did never expect it to be like, talking to you today about being a professional dancer. You know what I mean? or a professional artist. Like, never thought I would because I literally got a degree in French and Francophone studies. Yeah. (laughs) I made my own major, like, you know, because I was interested in all these creative things. And I was a dance minor. Like, so I didn't end up being a minor. I love this. But then I went and I was like, I'm going to be a French teacher. You know? And I got my master's in teaching and, like, for, like, ten years – I, like, supported my freelance lifestyle as an artist by teaching French part-time. Like, I never was a full-time...
0: Never full-time professional. No, there was teacher. one...
1: There was one moment in my life prior to grad school that I came back from Australia and I need... And I was, like, broke, right? <laughs> I was, like, your girl needs the money. Like, I... And so... And I knew I wanted to go to grad school. Um, And so I was, like, all right, I, I need to, like be financially smart and save a bit just to like live. And so I did work full time for two years only.
0: Okay. Two years of teaching. Two
1: years of teaching only. And that, but but I already had done a bunch of freelancing dance stuff prior to that. And I was still like producing and making work while I was doing that. You know what I mean? Like I was, but like I needed to go full time because just financially the reality of it is like I needed, I needed the money. money. And I also don't get me wrong. Like I actually loved being a middle school French teacher. Like I did, but I also knew when I was there that I was like, I don't love this enough for me to dedicate my life to it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, because I did, like, I love the French language. I love the culture. i lived there twice. Like, I learned how to speak it fluently. Like, I do. Like, I love it. Like, you know, it gets me excited still. But, like, to do that every day, all day, for the rest of my life, was mm, soul-sucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I knew it. And I was like, no, I can't do that to myself. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that So makes anyway, sense.
0: I love this so much. Well, back up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because of course. I... <laughs> I definitely want to know because you mentioned the tap, the jazz, no, yeah,
1: tap, tap, ballet, jazz. Okay, oh, yes. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, which did you lean more? In, which did you lean more into yeah. as you went on with your life? Because obviously, you were in these dance classes from a young age right, up until right. college. Yeah, were you? So, what did you lean more into, and why?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. Well, I think again, like when you're so young like that, and you're like in like sort of a more traditional like dance studio, and the way that studios are run, I mean, you kind of just listen to the director of the studio of like what's important, Mm, what you do, right? Like, I mean, it's because you you don't know. And my parents didn't know. It wasn't like my parents were professional dancers where they were like, you know, they didn't they had no idea. They were kind of also just sort of trusting this person who had this business, right? And so for a really long time, I was like I was doing it all, but like ballet, like I was training in ballet. Okay. Like really. And I went to like two summer camps, like quite young, thirteen and fourteen. Ooh. I went away for a month and three weeks. Um, one in Poughkeepsie and one in oh gosh, Concord, Massachusetts. No, that was in fifty no, that's when I fell in love with moderns. So that's another okay. story. But um, where did I go? Oh, Saratoga. Saratoga, Saratoga. New York, okay. and then Poughkeepsie, New York. I went to two sort of like well established um like dance, like ballet sort of schools, like summer intensive, Bransky Saratoga Ballet and the American Academy of Ballet in Poughkeepsie. And I went and trained and I was like, but then, you know, I grew a body, I'm a woman. (laughs) Right, like, and and I'm like, I'm a curvy one at that, right? Like, and so when I started to develop into like my, like who I am, right, like my body. In my home, (laughs) like
0: like this is my home. So, like
1: when I, you know, grew my home, they were like, "Oh, this may be not be your direction." No way. Well, yeah, because I had like thighs and a booty and, yeah. and a like, and a, and a chest you yeah. know what I mean and like that's not the aesthetic
0: of like
1: a of a of a, per, of a traditional I think that like the conversation certainly now about body image and dance is completely shifting and a really like, good and, and that is like a whole other conversation right and so certainly like body image and accept like acceptance of body and self have completely shifted I think since I was young um, but yeah I mean if we're talking about more traditional like you know aesthetics of a ballet body yeah. I wasn't the textbook right like yeah. look at it and and you know it's not like someone turned around and told me like this is your end of your road <laughs> I think I just well I think I just realized it like it's stop good. Yeah, your body's
0: way too crazy yeah you it's need like
1: you need to stop <laughs> I think I I just knew like looking around me at these places of like oh okay and then I was fortunate enough that growing up in the studio <clears throat> probably around 13, 14, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there was a teacher, Amy, who like was my first introduction to like what's known as modern or contemporary dance Yeah. and sort of what, what I do, like the genre that I fall under. It's a very large umbrella, right? It's a very broad term, but like that's sort of what I fall under as a professional.
0: Yeah.
1: And so she went to school for dance and so she came and so she had this like academic sort of structure about like you know the history of dance sort of the history of modern dance and sort of studied foundationally like i don't know like the root of what you know i do and so she presented that to me at 13 and 14 and all of us in the studio no way and so she was you know the funny story goes is like i'm still in contact with her now and, and she said to me once like maybe this was like four or five years ago um i had ran into her i was performing in syracuse like for a professional like a festival Years ago. I mean, this has got maybe four years, maybe five, That's four awesome or five that. years ago, yeah. and um, I was performing at the, like the Civic Center or something in Syracuse, New York, for this like festival that I was a part of, and uh, I saw that there was a dance competition happening right you in know, the why. same business now and in the same building, right. And I noticed one of the studios that she works at was, and I was like, get out of here. Like, Like, don't even know it. So I went to find it. And then I found Amy and I, and she said, she goes, I knew the minute you did a barrel turn across the floor when you were 13 years old, that this was going to be your career. Shut up. And I was like, what? And she's like, I like, like, I knew she's like, "I, I introduced this to you all and you did it. And I was like, oh, she goes, there it is. Like I saw it. And so like, there's this like perpetual pattern of like people seeing that I would be in this seat right now before I did. Like, these mentors or these early people, right? It's wild That's to me. It's so wild that like, someone can sense that. They, like, sense it or they know it. Even my, like, undergrad professors were like, this isn't the end for her. Like, I remember them saying to, like, my mom at my final senior, like, performance, they're like, we'll see her on stage again. And I was like, you all are nuts. Like, no, like I was like, "I was like, listen, like, I'm going to be a French teacher. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Like, I know, you know? But, it, yeah, and so, so she introduced me, going back to Amy, to, mo- like, this idea of modern dance. And then I kind of was like, what is this? I was yeah. like something sort of like a fire was kind of lit in me. And I was like, this is amazing. I was like, I love this. And so I realized I didn't need ballet to be a professional artist, right? No way. Like, like you yeah. know, meaning like I didn't need, like I, that wasn't the only path. Like it was the first time I realized myself at an early age of like, oh, it's okay that I I, I, I actually can do this and I'm accepted in this realm, right? Yes. Like body, mind, spirit. Like there's a space for me and it actually speaks to me way more than ballet did. You know what I mean? No like way. it Yeah. And so then I went to this um, like summer. um, It was in Concord, Massachusetts, at Concord Academy, which is a private school, and it was run by two Twyla Tharp dancers, Richard Colton and Amy Spencer. Okay, and um, it was called Summer Stages Dance at Concord Academy. I don't think um, I don't even think it's it's running anymore, unfortunately. But I didn't realize at the time, like I applied to this thing, I auditioned, I got in, right? Like all the good stuff. I think I was there for three weeks. Like you live in Concord Academy and you have all these teachers. I had no idea at the time the the stellar faculty that I, I like in history books, yeah. by the way. I went to college and I started like learning about dance history. And I was like, wait, this person? I was like, I took class with them. Like, wait, like are... this person? And so at 15, like here I am, upstate New Yorker. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> didn't know what I was doing and like had supportive family that was like, she really likes dance. She's good at it. Like, like they, like, you know, my mom was like, like, you know, I was raised by my mom essentially. And like, you know, she like busted her ass like with four jobs financially. Like my brother was able to do all his sports. Like I was able to do all my dance stuff. You know what I mean? And so like my mom busted her ass and like, sent me to these summer programs, which weren't cheap. Like I'm sure. Right. Like, and dance wasn't cheap. Like there was costumes and like feet, like, you know what I mean? Like Uh it's not Uh a cheap, like sort of sport or hobby. And so, um, like, you know, my mom like supported me and like took me to this, this intensive and stuff. And it was three weeks. I had no idea who I was learning under. And like, it wasn't until years later that I was like, Holy hell.
0: That was a big deal.
1: It was, I was like, this was a huge deal, like huge. And, um, to this day, like, I feel like, it helped me like you know it's like that idea of like the traveling thread i don't I don't know if it's like a, a eastern sort of proverb but it's like this idea that like the way you travel through life like you're constantly it's like you're always like connected by this like red thread or like this like, and you're in connect to these people and you may not see them ever again or you may not know why they had a purpose but like it's all part of your web, you know what I yeah. mean? And and so I feel like even if they don't even know it or even remember me, like that was such a pivotal moment for me in the network of my artistic life or just in like the trajectory of my artistic life. And like, I think about how profound that summer was and how transformational that summer was and how I felt so like whole, even as a 15 year old, like now I can say I felt whole. I mean, I don't know if Caitlin at 15 in that summer felt whole, you know what, yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, I have course. no idea, but like, I think a part of me did. I think that version, because I was like, oh, there's again, like something internal. There's like, there's something here. Yes. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't, and I was new. I was like, I don't know what modern dance is. Like, I don't know what contemporary dance is, but like, these are my people. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I feel this like wholly and fully. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. So that's, so then that's when like, you know, to go back to your question of like, what was the this like genre and style you started with? It was ballet, but then at 15, I turned to modern and like, there was no stopping me. Oh my like, gosh. ain't no stopping me now. You ain't don't even know what I mean? No stopping stop me now. Get it.
0: <laughs> We're on the move. Uh, da, 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 uh. da, hey, so <laughs> that was going on in um, head, that song. <laughs> absolutely,
1: always. <laughs> <laughs> gosh,
0: so when I'm wondering, and before I go there, I want yeah. you, to people who are listening who aren't familiar with dance, who just want yeah. to you know hear your story, can you explain in the best words oh, what I, modern? No, I absolutely cannot. Okay, <laughs> well, I say, I, and I know it's, that too.
1: <laughs> it is like that is like the worst question I could get. I mean, because I, it's such a broad term. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like it, it really is, and yeah. like even like even modern dance to me is like sort of an antiquated term. Like it, it meaning what I mean by that is to me, if I say you're like if I say I'm studying modern dance, the way that again this is like personal right in my perspective, like that's like studying. The foundational early like modern founders like Lamone, Mm. you know what I mean. Like there's Horton, there's Graham, right? Um, Cunningham. I mean, like these are people that like you know in history books, which you know you you learn about like the lineage or like you know the family tree, like you know, like that. Those are like sort of the early. Codified techniques, right? That that people are, like, study, and so there was a lot of that that I did study when I was younger in college. I should say that's yeah. when I really in college. In college, you know yeah, what I mean. I was going
0: to answer that actually.
1: Yeah, in college. Yeah. But then I also in college started to get so like to answer your question, it is like so broad, Daniel. Like it is like that's and then contemporary dance means like something different in the United States than it does in like the rest of the world. And like to me, contemporary is just temporally like of this moment. It's of this time. So right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. so like. I say I'm a contemporary dance artist because, like, I, I can't explain to you what I do. What
0: I'm doing. And that's
1: hilarious because my brother often says, like, again, I have a super supportive family, and, like, my brother's like, when people ask me what you do, and, like, what Like, type of dance you do. He's like, I don't even know what to say. And I was like, Mike, I don't even know what to say. I was like, I I don't even, you know. He's like, I don't know. I should show him some of your weird videos of some of these like weird performances you've done. I was like, all right, like, let's, you know what I mean? It's like, wait. Like, weird. Weird. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Come on. But like, yeah, I've been in some like weird stuff. You know what I mean? But like, and some odd experimental stuff, but also like more traditional. Yeah. You know, things. So like, I don't know. Yeah. It's such a like fluid term and like this really weird spectrum of a term that I cannot articulate. Is fine what i do but i don't know i'm so sorry i can't what, answer the question what
0: i love about <laughs> this is going through your site and i was reading everything on there and what i love about your technique and process and you say is it's chaos and structure
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know which that really stuck to me because looking yeah. at your work so is it like does that mean like it's maybe more improv you're improvising some of the times or mm-hmm. does, it's not really you're not really sticking to a certain path when you're making these movements you're just like no whatever comes comes
1: Oh my God. I love that you brought this up. Yeah. Like I am so excited you asked me about chaos and structure and that's like what you gravitated towards. The I side. loved it. Oh my God. I love that you did. So this is something that it's become really apparent for me as a maker, probably in the past, like three years. Mm. Um, and I really like, I articulated it as chaos and structure and sort of like named it for myself, like within the last six months. Yeah. So it's like, it's new for me, but it's recent. Okay. So it's recent. Yeah. Um, because, like, what, what like, one of the things about grad school that it did for me was that I really was able to, like, spend three years exploring and being really curious and interested and in sort of leaning in and trying weird stuff. But then also, but then, like, landing and finding, like, who I am in this moment as an artist and yeah. as a maker. And the reflection process and of just sort of the, the process of just having to produce a thesis as a result of a degree program, right? like forced me but also that's in my practice as a like a somatic practitioner and artist like to be reflective about like what happened like what did I do what worked what didn't work where do I really want to go is this who I am right like that constant sort of self like conversation with self is just part of like who I am as a teacher as a maker as a mover and performer as a filmmaker, et cetera, like anything that I do, any product, um, even as like a curator at the moment, like, you know, like what yes. worked, what didn't work, like, yeah. how, like how, like who am I, like what's my identity in this? And it's like this like re- evolution process of reflection. And so when I had to like produce my thesis and really reflect on like the, the three years, in, essentially that work was like being made, right? <laughs> like it was, it was, a, it was a long three-year process. I was like, how do I make like what, right? Like I had to really
0: like, I love that. Like,
1: how do I make, I I, I like, how do question. I do this? Like, how do I make, what is my process? Like, who am I as this maker? And I was like, oh my gosh, like chaos and structure is, is an identity marker for my process. Love. And what I mean by, and, and what I mean by that is. Oh my God, I can go on this like diatribe right now. Like yeah, I can I like go this. off right now because I'm also it. in this like new creative process with working with dancers and I'm kind of working on this new, this new piece and I don't know what it is yet, but it's like very broadly about manifestos. And so, um, I actually see cast and structure as part of my artistic manifesto, mm-hmm. right? Because manifestos to me are like, I mean, I, I don't know. They're like, I can go on and off and I'm not going to be like articulate in some of this stuff because it's so new to me, Yeah, but like, um, Met, like work like me and the the dancers like my research process when I make is like very transparent. Like, I call it my research suitcase. Like, I come in with my research suitcase to my dancers and we, like, talk about it. I'm like, okay, like, this is what's going on in my brain this week. <laughs> Yo, this and, is like, so cool. this is what's going on in my brain. This is what I found. And, like, whether the piece ever gets made about that thing is never the point. The point is that, like, that is influencing me and impacting my thinking at the time that I'm making. Right and, therefore, it is part of the process and inevitably part of the product that results. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, uh-huh. that. so... And so... Um, I found this maintenance art manifesto and I was shared with it by a friend of mine who I I, I had known about it and then she reminded me of it um, she's a collaborator of mine um, and um, it was made in 1969 by an artist and I'm going to completely butcher her name I think it's like Merrily like Linderman Ukuleles or something like I'm so sorry like I think I'm like butchering her name and I we mm-hmm. should, like, put it on the bottom of the podcast, like, properly. So, like, we, we know. Do, we should. Know.
0: Okay, yes. So, let's put Yeah. One more time. But,
1: uh, oh, gosh. I'm going to butcher it again. Mm. Um,
0: I'm going to try to spell it.
1: <laughs> I think it's, like, Merrily... Oh my gosh, she's at Linden something. Oh my god. Like an and then word. like Ukulele or something. Euclid. Okay. We'll figure it out. And so anyway, and she's it's like this is new to me. Like she's new. So it's not like I've done like tons of research about this woman and her work yet. Like I literally like recently started diving in. So right. but long story short, and I don't know why I'm talking about this woman I'm on this podcast. It's hilarious. This is natural. Let's do it. Um but she essentially had and I I read this article that and this is a quote from the article that she had like a decades long authorized, uncompensated artist-in-residency with the New York City Sanitation Department. Wait, what? I know. She's freaking brilliant and fascinating. So anyway, she like, I know. Anyway, all this to say, and it does link to chaos and structure, folks, I promise you I will circle back. But the idea is that she made this manifesto in 1969 called the Maintenance Manifesto. And it was essentially a proposal for an exhibition for museums and it was like a three part proposal and she like sent it to a bunch of museums and no one bid on it which like breaks my heart but it was like obviously it was it was more and which is my jam like conceptual art performance art i i like glean a lot of inspiration from conceptual art like i that actually feeds my dance making really oh yeah like i don't look to other I, do i do i look to other dance makers of course, absolutely of course i do of course works? and i have people like in the dance world that i look to and go oh my god like I love the work that they're making like that, like, you know, that speaks to me. But when I talk about like inspiration, like how I make dance, it is never from another dance artist. It is always from a visual or conceptual art perspective, which blows my mind. That is sort of the ingredients, right? Like it is like, that's what I'm shopping for. Yeah, yeah, And then what I end up making, like with the recipe that's in my head and in my process is a dance product. Right? So I make a dance work. But like, what feeds that work and sort of my inroads to that process is from more of a conceptual art um, perspective. Oh, I love that. And so, she is like, she comes from conceptual art as well. And so, like this. Anyway, so this going back to the maintenance manifesto, she essentially wrote this because she was a mother, she was an artist, she was a wife, and she realized that like this idea of maintenance, like the like the thought of maintenance, right? Was like, you know, the things we do on the daily, like, you know, like, wash the table, clean the dishes, pour the coffee, like, you know, all like all these things that she was doing. And this idea that like, maintenance was this idea of stasis, rooting, pattern, process, like, you don't even like, there's, there's like a consistency to maintenance right Absolutely, right though. but and and then for development she kind of did this like her very first part of this manifesto is that she distinguished between development and maintenance and development is this idea of like progress advance new unique individual path Ooh, right yes. and so I'm reading this and going like well shit like I identify with both of these things Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm in this in-between space this like liminal space which is like you know like it's like like I know it it, like it's wild to me like the way things are connecting in my life is wild but like I feel like I'm caught in between because there's a part of me that very much has like I feel like I've lived and like done things and made decisions because like I've felt that I needed to do those right and I've leaned into this idea of like I'm not going to follow that traditional path I'm just going to go with where my like kind of like yeah, like where, what I want to do. I'm just going to do what I want to yes, do. And I've was, done that, right? Yes, absolutely. So there's been this sense of like individuality, development, advance. But then there's a part of me too that's like super structured in the way that I think about certain things. And there's a part of me that values being rooted in something and being known what you're rooted in. And there's a part of me that values patterns of sustainability. and pa- Right? So like, because you need to have patterns of sustainability to be an artist.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And so so there it's just it's interesting to me um there's in, like there's just interesting to me that in her manifesto there is this idea of development advance newness uniqueness avant garde and maintenance of like like rote monotony like stable root. like and i and i caught i feel like i'm caught in between but you know what that is to me Chaos and structure. Chaos and structure. Ah! Like, to me, like, you cannot, and also, like, the most chaotic things that you see on a stage, and this is from my experience. Okay. People think, like, oh, it's improvisation. There is, and going back to your question, there is some parts that are super improvised in some of the work that I do. Yeah. But you know how much structure is in that improvisation? Do you know how long it takes for us to, like, build those, like, rules and boundaries of the game that you see as improvisation? Okay. Like, so that's what that chaos and structure is. It's like you look around and you're like, what the hell is happening right now? This looks madness. There is so much structure that is behind that madness. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that to me, and I was like, I, that's my making. It's like I'm constantly, there's boundaries and rules, which is a manifesto because manifestos allow for boundaries and rules. Oh my God. So it's like I, I'm seeing sort of, that's how I, that was my like reflection of like my means of making is how do I create chaos and structure? Mm. because I love and exist in both of those environments yo you know see I told you there would be a point I'd come back to catch no it
0: all, dude everything connects yeah. I'm a person that believe that everything connects it does. nothing it's is so, by accident
1: I agree with you I agree with you I think that like people you meet along the way like connections that are felt um things that you read things that come back like I I agree like that you may not know it in the moment, but, like, years later, I've seen, like, breadcrumbs of my life that I'm like, oh, my God, that makes total sense why I'm here. I... But you know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh, I know why I arrived here, but I never thought I would. But now it makes sense because, like, I don't know. But, yeah, that's my chaos and structure, and it's something, it's, like, a pattern of my... I think it's a pattern of sustainability for me, yeah. at least in this current moment. Like, maybe that shifts, right? Because, like, you're always evolving as an artist. You're, like, constantly figuring out who you are and who your voice is. But, like, for me right now that's who I am and that's how I'm making and I even think that that like liminal space project that you were we were chatting about before the the we actually press play on the podcast and like stuff like that like that where this chaos and structure kind of became really apparent to me is now actually feeding this like new manifesto work that I'm making and I don't know what it is yet right it's very early stages but like that's the research I'm doing is just various manifestos and like reading these things and going, Oh my God. And you know, and then I talk to my cast about them and we have discussions and we're making our own manifestos and like in the process. And then we go and then we start making like dance. And I don't know if it's directly related or not to those conversations, but I believe that the conversations I'm having about manifestos and what they mean and like what it means to be an artist. Right. I don't know. Like the conversations I have with the people in the room with me that are making with me and that will eventually perform the work it does become a part of the product. Oh my gosh. You know, Because it's it's embedded in the fabric of the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And in and in our in our psyches and our understandings of what this work is. Because I often say I don't make work about something, but it's always informed from something. Yeah. Like I, it's not like, like, you know, you can't say, well, what's this work about? I can tell you what I was interested in at the time and sort of the ideas and like broad concepts that I was working with, but I'm, I'm not going to say that this work was about X, Y, Z. Like I just don't make work about that. But there's a lot that goes into making the works that people never see. And that's okay. That's fine. But it's important to me, like that research suitcase, because it feeds me as a maker and it gets me thinking and having really interesting conversations with other really interesting people. And then once I get those intellectual sort of conversations out of the way, then I can be like, okay, I'm ready to be like, just like an embodied mover maker in this space, you know, and try different things with the people that are like, you know, working with me. So... What were we going to talk about? We were going (laughs) to say... um, (laughs) This is Anywhere But Here. My name's Maria. My name's Tom. And we are two reluctant residents of Greensboro, North Carolina, who want to talk about it. And want to talk about it with other reluctant residents of Greensboro (laughs) and kind of explore our accidental love for the city. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm excited. I'm very excited. We're going to have guests and then you and I are going to talk for hours. Many, many hours. (laughs) So many hours. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yo, Caitlin, that's insane. (laughs) <laughs> that makes me so happy yeah like, I know it's, it's hearing the process is that's my thing I love yeah. hearing about process yeah you know I'm going to come back to that in a second I want, sure. I want to get more into these films but I want to oh, treat, gosh, I want yeah. to come back to you teaching for a couple of years just to make ends meet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah and I also
0: want to talk about how you found a way to make a living through dance. yeah so let's back a little bit and talk sure. about that because I'm, I'm very interested to see how you made a living dancing and teaching and all that stuff
1: yeah valid point point. Yeah. and um and I will also say this, like I think that like having these conversations with like artistic minds and creatives is so valuable and important for mm. everybody to hear that there's not one right path to I do this. That. Yeah, Like Absolutely. there really isn't and like my experience is not your experience, never will be. Yeah. And it's not like my experience is better than yours or, or like more right or wrong, right? Yeah. Like it's, So like, I just want to just like say that in general.
0: 100%.
1: (laughs) And I also think that, you know, everybody, because they are their own person, has like a different idea of what success looks like and like how to get, how to make ends meet and like what works for them. And so going back to this idea of chaos and structure, because here it is, like, again, like I see it as a pattern of my life. Is like, I was totally fine and comfortable and willing to dive into this like, quote unquote, risky life as a freelance artist. Yeah, right. Like there's some people would be like, what? You know what I mean? But I was <laughs> yes. like, hell yeah. Where do I jump? Let's you know what I it. mean? Like yep. I'm here. Um, but this, that's the chaos. But the structure of me also knew just because who I am as an individual and a person, probably like how I was raised. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, it's all part of like me. I also knew that I, I always had a source of income I could never be the artist that was like well figure it out and like I don't have money to pay my bill like that doesn't mean that things haven't been tight and I don't freak out about money oh, you know yeah. what not I mean? like we no <laughs> like listen like I'm not saying that like that has never been the case like oh no hell yeah like that's like always there but I have been the person that has always had a steady paycheck come in because I had to like for me yeah. like cuz I wouldn't be able to lean into the chaos if I didn't have that structure structure You know what I mean? And so um, when I decided so like, I'll kind of like, I'm going to jump into like what I did, Yes. but I'm going to back up a little bit there. So like I told you, I I got my master's, you know, in teaching and my first gig was teaching English in France. Mm -hmm. And when I was in France, I realized, I don't want to do this.
0: So you're in this crazy (laughs) country, (laughs) like, this isn't it, actually. Actually, Actually,
1: this this is is the bomb. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm traveling all over, like, living with a French family, like, speaking French, like, living my life at 21, 22 years old. You know what I mean? Um, And then, but there I was like, I don't want to do this. And I moved back, and I was like, I told my parents, I was like, hey, I'm moving to Boston. That's where my brother and some friends were from college. I was like, I have a place to stay already. Like, you know, I, am I like, was roommates with my brother and two of his guy friends, so I lived with three men for, like, four years of my Ooh. life. In my 20s, probably one of the best schoolings and educations I would ever get. Yeah. And also brought me really close to my brother. Like, him and I became, like, buds. I you know what I mean? And, like, as difference. adults, like, and friends, yeah. you know? So I think it was, like, really actually crucial and important for, like, our relationship, but... I told my parents, I was like, I'm moving to Boston and I'm going to dance. And they're like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, well, how are you going to, like, what do you mean? Like, how are you going to, like, because again, I didn't come from a family that had done this sort of like freelance thing. Yeah, of course. And I was like, listen, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to ask people questions, but I'm going to go and do it. And so I did, but this is what I also did to pay my rent. I was a French speaking nanny. What? Yeah. So for the first year that I lived in Boston... I, cause I said to myself, I was like, all right, like I need to make money, right? Of course. So. And so, and I also had no idea about the Boston dance scene. I didn't know anybody. So I needed to also figure out like, how does this work? Like I rocked up to a new city. Hey, I'm here. Hey, what's up, Caitlin? What's up? My name is Caitlin. I love to dance. I love to meet people. I want to make stuff, but like, you can't just like dive in. Yeah. And so I spent the first year really figuring out like, well, what does this scene like? I took tons of classes, met tons of people, went to shows. Would talk to people whose work I was interested in, being like, "Hey, I really like your work. If you're ever looking for a dancer, you know what I mean, like, yeah, I'm, just I'm like open. you know." But during the day, I was a French-speaking nanny, French and I would go nanny. at night and take classes, and then all Saturday I would take class. You know,
0: just
1: all day. All like 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 literally, an, probably like nine to two. I would take classes on Saturday Saturdays. mornings. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> wow. um, so, okay. but I was so I was teaching for I was you know well nannying for these two young kids and I was like a, like a, like a, they were becoming fluent in French so I never spoke English to them like I only spoke but I had just gotten back from France too so like I was on it you know what I mean yeah and then after the first year I was like I can't do this like again soul sucking and so I dove into piecemealing like a puzzle what can I do so then I taught um French at a private school international baccalaureate french like school like an ib program yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and so i taught french part-time there um i was teaching dance um, on the South Shore, like oh. three or four classes at one studio. I also started teaching dance at a studio in Cambridge. Um, Ooh. Like yeah, in Cam- in Cambridge, because all the dance stuff was happening in Cambridge anyway. So it was like that makes I was sense. Like, yeah, I was in like Central Square, but then I would just like pop down to Harvard Square and like you know go. It was like in a church, and I would teach like another thing. I was doing after school programs. I was doing like mo- like uh, teaching like yoga for kids in like a charter school on Friday mornings. I mean like I was doing. Like I used to like roll this background, like how many costume changes a day? Like it was just wild. Like I was piecemealing together, but it was always teaching. It was whether French dance or yoga. Um, I was working for a company eventually. Like, you know, I was making work with a friend. So like, that's what I did. And then I ended up working French at, um, it was a bilingual French, nope, Spanish and English school, but I was a French teacher. And that was, I know oh, okay. it was a bilingual Spanish school in Cambridge Really great school, public education, but I was their French teacher for middle school. Wow. So again, like I would literally, I had so many gigs. I probably some did jobs. so many other things. I also was like volunteering and doing some arts admin stuff. I mean like, Zero. I was just like hustling. Yo. I had like six jobs. And that was like the joke of my college friends. Like how many jobs you got this year? Like, and I was like, listen, like, you know. Seven, eight, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, you know, mm-hmm. But it all made it possible for me to dance for a company, make my own work, and like, um, and, and take class. Like I was fit and it was wild, right? And I wouldn't take it back for the world, but that's what I would do.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Teach yoga. Like I just had all these yeah, side all gigs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these side gigs.
0: But it all kind of fed into the, the main goal.
1: It did. And I, yeah. and I was pretty adamant about not getting, and, and, and some people are fine with like, you know, working like a service job. I actually have never worked in service. Same. Same. I've never worked in service. Actually, that's a lie. I was a I was a bus girl, I guess, not boy. Um, I was a busser in high school to make money. Um yeah. you know, at an yeah. Italian restaurant you'd go yeah. because like there's tons there of you Italians. real. along with like several other, you know, but like I worked at an Italian restaurant. Um wow. because my family is is Italian among other things. But um yeah, so, like, that was my only service, like, whatever. But I never, like, worked at a restaurant. I didn't work at a coffee place. Like, I didn't. Like, I – because I had these other – like, I went to school. I didn't go to school for my art. Like, I actually went to school for, like, French and teaching. Yes. So, I had these other marketable skills that I was like, oh. I'm
0: going to use this. That
1: can give me stable money for that structure part so I can be chaotic as an artist.
0: Yo. You know
1: what I mean? Like, so, I was able I was able to lean on that in a way um, – to make it viable for me to make my life as a freelance artist viable so like i often did a lot of things that were teaching but yes they were either french or dance and they were always related to dance so i didn't do like i don't know like i wasn't like everything
0: was related to everything was related to what i was doing
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: amazing yeah that's amazing people listening who are trying to also sustain this life, art lifestyle and trying to make money find something that's kind of related to what you're doing totally tons of opportunities
1: there is and i think that that's really important and i to like say to artists that are like fi- trying to figure this out or like starting to figure it out of like, you know, you're not going to get where you want to be tomorrow. Yeah. Like you're not. But like what are the small steps that you can take today or the small bites that you can take that are going to help you get there? Yes. Like what is just one, like what is a realistic small step? Yeah. And can you get a job in an industry, even if it's part time? that's gonna give you skills, that it's gonna help you get there, yes. right? Like, so being smart about the path you're taking, you don't have to live a pauper life. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, uh, starving artist. like, I don't know. Like, you don't have to live that you kind really of life. You really don't. don't. No. Like, think about what what can, what is gonna serve you now that's not gonna be soul-sucking. Yes. I mean, but also I know that you have to do shitty jobs sometimes. Hey, like yes, we've all been you. there. Like, you think I like loved every go- job that I got when I was in my twenties when of I was doing that? Not. Like, hell no. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I gotta go teach. Like I don't know. Like That's this, like, oh. you know what I mean? Like no, but it served a purpose for then and where I am now. So it's like trying to find that balance of like, all right, I don't love this. I don't see myself in this forever. And that's great to recognize that. That's really important. But is it serving you a little bit now and will it serve you or will you build a skill set? Like, what are you gaining? Like, not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like them gaining something from you by having that you as their employer. It's like, well, what are you giving me? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, what can you, what can I get? Like, what can I gain from this experience that will help me get to where I want to go? And so, but it's, it's intentionality though. Right. And like living life intentionally is really difficult.
0: Yo, something I've learned, I've Trying to learn during COVID.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is hard. I mean, that is a special circumstance too. I mean, like trying to live intentionally in COVID was like a thing, right? But like just in general, that's like hard to do.
0: Mega difficult. So difficult. You know?
1: And not always good at it. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. But anyway, I, I don't know.
0: I love this. This is so great. I just love that, because I saw many dancers, and like you said earlier, no one's story is the same. Oh, hell And well. it's always just like, you know I'm so saying? many ups yeah. and
1: downs twists and turns i know
0: and it's that's what makes this that's why i started this show This to set a little people knows like there's no linear path to any of this hell
1: no you know and there saying? shouldn't be right like oh
0: what's what's the fun in that no, what, what right? fun are, what, oh i went to school to this and i'm where i am now right you know, i love then, hearing the,
1: right and that works for some, some people folks, right like to it totally people. works this like, yeah. again like no shade for yeah. the like folks that that works for um but I often don't find that for creatives or artists, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, right.
0: Usually for most stories on the show, it's never, never like the that. Never the
1: case. I know, <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I know. Um, that's so amazing. So, when did you pick up a camera and start oh, making these, yeah. these films in Italy?
1: And, all that yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. And, like, I will say, like, and I think I say this on my site, like, I call myself a novice filmmaker. Like, I'm yeah. certainly new at all this, right? right. Um, but picking up a camera, so. I think before I got to like filmmaking, I slightly bit, and I'm not a photographer. That is your job, my friend. Um, but um, I was always interested in the camera. Yeah. Um, my graduation present to myself when I graduated um, with my like master's in teaching is I bought myself a really nice DSLR so I can take it to France with me.
0: Being right. And
1: take good photos. Um, and I was, and I took a photography class in college as part of my individual major. Cause again, I was like, just interested in like, I'm fascinated by h- how other people make, like yeah. I am, or yeah. like learning about like different mediums and how they make, I might not be good at them. Like, you know, I'm really interested in like ceramics and like throwing, like so I'm cool. so bad at it. So cool. Oh my God. Uh, but like, though. but I do and I still do. And I like love it. Right. Yeah. But like just the, like the practice of making in something that I like, no, that's not dance. is really important to me, and so I think photography always was like one of those things. So I always love to take pictures. Yes. And then um, when I, that, and then and then around that time too, like I love film. Yeah. Like, I love film. Yeah. Um, and I, when I, um, one thing that I've started to do is like wherever I move, I find like like a little like indie film festival or like small yes. film theater that like plays like those. Like you know, weird independent films. Like there's a I part of me it. that like loves independent films, right? But there was it was oh now, and something that I actually really like to go like to do by myself. Like it's really funny. Like I love going to the movies with people, but like I get I'm like cool and chill to go to the movies by myself. Same. I lo- love that you do all, that, really all the time. All the time. Like yeah. I love it. It's like a it's like a therapeutic pattern of sustainability for myself like it's again we got to keep going back to this i know this is new for me this is new for me i'm trying it on, and i love it like it's just something that i discovered in talking to another artist like last week like she reflected back to me she's like oh what i'm hearing you say is and i'm like oh that is what i'm saying i was like Mm -hmm. i yeah so i'm feeling like all these like rituals or routines that because like like to be an artist i think you have to have these ideas of ritual or routine and i and i see that like for me what feeds me is like this, like, pa- and I haven't done it in a while, so it's not like a consistent pattern for me. But like, going to the movies as an experience by myself feeds me as an artist, yes. or as a human, I should say. Yes. And like, I don't know why, but like, I love that experience, and I love looking at like how it's made and the edits. Like, I'm obsessed with editing. Ooh. Okay. 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 Like, I love when something's like well edited. I'm like, are you kidding me? That cut was gorgeous, or mm-hmm. that like perspective is beautiful, or that like. Like when some oh my God, that focus or that light, like, I just know, like how people are behind the camera and how they understand the role of the camera in, in conversation with their subject. Yeah. I'm like, that is pure beauty and brilliance. And so like, I always loved movies. And then when I got here to Greensboro and I started my master's program, like we have somebody on faculty at UNCG that, um, is a filmmaker herself. And so I was exposed to dance for dance for the camera and and I had been a part of a couple of projects previously as a mover like not as a maker but like as a, one of the performers in the film yeah. and so like I knew that like people made dance films but I didn't know what it was as a genre really I didn't understand it and then I had the opportunity to like not only learn the history of it and like kind of the theory but actually to do it and I was like behind the camera and I was like oh shit Again, those breadcrumbs of my life of like, why was I always interested in these things and this is how I arrived in this moment. Yeah. And I was like, I love making films. And I'm new at it. Okay, new at yes. it. Okay, right? Yes. Like, it's new. Like, I, you know what I mean? And I love the editing. Like, I could sit mm-hmm. in the editing room, oh my God, for hours. Because that's where the magic happens. Like, that's when the film's made. Truly. Like, that's when the film's get made. the
0: puzzles and it's like, this is where yeah. the magic is made. The totally, editing room. Totally.
1: Totally. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I th- just think it's... And I also think it comes from my interest in general, even when I make live dance. So, like, you know, as, like, a new filmmaker in dance, like, that's filmic, right? But in terms of, like, live dance, I'm really interested in offering different perspectives of how one is seeing. Like, mm-hmm. how does the viewer see? What other perspectives can can they um, consume or, like, experience dance that then maybe, maybe, I don't know, changes their understanding of what it is. Yeah. Right? So, literally, the camera allows me to do that, like, like, literally perspective, like, literally, like, right, from the lens, like, from a different perspective. And, like, thinking about, like, the angle that I want to grab the shot, how close do I want to be, right, like, um, is it embodied, like, am I moving with it, like, you know what I mean, you know, like, it just, it allows me to, to, it feeds a part of my creativity, that I was really unexpected. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect to kind of fall in love with it, and, and I did when I got exposed to it. And what I yeah. like about it is, like, it's still new to me, where, like, it feels exciting, yeah. and there's not pressure to be really good. I love that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I think there's an importance to that. Yes. Um, but I also think that it does make sense that I'm interested in it, just the way that I think about... Um, who I am as a choreographer at this moment and like how I'm making dance and want people to see dance. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. It I love it. Like
0: said, <laughs> it's something that it feeds into the main goal of you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what every creative, you got to find something else. Like it's yeah, cool to have yeah, one yeah, yeah. thing that you're super, super dead on with, but totally. it's t- t- in times of burnout, sometimes oh, of when you have yeah. writer's block or dancers block, whatever. Yeah, for sure. If you yeah. have something else to fall on, it keeps it safe. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, let okay, I I me mean, move to film for a little bit. Let me move and sit in the theater for a little while and watch some film. Yep. And then it sparks back up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to that point, I... I got to movies like three times a week. at Regal pass. Do you really? We a Regal pass. No,
1: you and I. No, what?
0: You need Regal pass.
1: I know. I need to make more time for film again because it's been yes, a while. Like
0: seriously, grad it,
1: school was a ride. You know what true, I mean? That's like true. grad school understand. was a ride, and it just like consumes your life. Yep. Yeah. Um. So now that I feel like a person again, well, getting there. Yeah. Like I think this is like I'm like slowly decompressing it's from like, a three year experience. Like it's like very new still, right? Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. I I need to you. What? Tell me more about this pass. So
0: Regal pass and <laughs> uh, like I said. I will watch anything once. So
1: yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day
0: it was movie pass. I don't know if you're around during that phase. Okay. Okay, okay. movie pass was ten dollars a month in the theater. Eventually that went they went bankrupt. And Okay, out. okay, okay. So a lot of theaters who combat that are like, okay, we see that this is something that people love. Regal yeah. had their own pass.
1: Oh.
0: 18 bucks a month, but yeah. you can watch movies literally, it's unlimited. You can you, you really? can go to a movie as long as the movie times don't overlap. You can go at nine. see another one at twelve. Another one at two. And it's
1: eighteen dollars a month. For eighteen dollars, I you, can see whatever movie I want. You
0: can watch whatever you what want. What
1: is th- what is this? Eighteen dollars a month. Gift. Yo. What? I, I am definitely getting one. And
0: when, <laughs> one movie pass, I and mean, if you want to buy a ticket, is what twelve fifteen dollars. Seriously? Yeah. So if yeah. you go watch two movies a month, which I'm sure you probably do now. Easily.
1: Yeah. 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 You've
0: spent the money already.
1: I know. Oh my gosh! I'll have to. Yeah. Because th- that's the thing too, is like with streaming services too. Like I watch tons of movies a month, but yeah. it's all streaming, right? Yeah. But, like, there is that, like, experience of going to the movies. Yo. Like, showing up, sitting in a physical seat. There's other people around you. It's dark. The screen's really big. That is magic. Yes. Like, that is magic. And yeah. so, like, I think we've lost touch of that magic, that experience.
0: Straight up. Of everyone... going
1: to the movies. And Which so, because is... of the streaming stuff. So, like, I need to loop back into that experience because it's always been magical for me.
0: Absolutely. I tell you, I, I love, when, I'm, when I walk into a movie theater, like, the rest of the world kind of shuts out. You know, yeah to yep. me yep this is where I'm i go to reflect and think yeah. and watch somebody's creative work i just don't care what it is i
1: know
0: i'm just like i'm just in this other world right now and it is so rejuvenating yeah you know so that's what movies do to me and that's why I got passed i was like i have to have, oh I have, to have this
1: i'm so glad you told me about it yeah, yeah. i'm looking into it
0: yes so i will send you the link after this Please after the show do. i appreciate that um so yeah so tell us about the italy things. i know you did that oh, while yeah. you were in your well, graduate program? Well, I finished
1: my graduate program and I kind of was helping, um, again, the professor um, who teaches film there, I was helping her develop this new curriculum, like, like the short-term study abroad for the dance department. Yeah. And so her and I sort of like put our brains together and developed this program for like, Screen dance in the landscape in Italy, and so I went with the school because, like, I kind of, you know, like again, I, I helped make the program, and she was like, "No, you like have to come," and I was like, "Sure, like I'm not That's gonna, right. yeah." Um, and but I ended up, and I didn't expect to make a film there because I was kind of like helping her run it, and like you know what I mean, and like um, guiding some of the students. I'm like, all right, you know, so it was a great like teaching moment for me too. But I was there, and I was like, how can I be in Italy, in Tuscany in particular, in this like gorgeous oh. landscape in the summer? And with a camera on me, and not make a film. Got gotcha. to. You know what I mean? Like it was a no brainer, and so I, I just we, you know, I was like, all right. I like found a couple dancers. Like I didn't want to interrupt anybody's other shoot schedule. Like mm-hmm. we had dance. Like yeah, I was like, I don't want to interrupt that. But I know that you're not working with anybody this morning, so we're gonna take these three hours. We're going up to Corciano, and we are filming at this church. Like you know what I mean? I was like, Beautiful. we are doing this. And so, um, I mean, yeah, that film came together in a day. I mean, again, it's a quick film. They're short films. Um, I mean, li- that project literally was one week. Like, I filmed on a Monday. and I filmed on a Monday. I think I did pickups in on a Tuesday in just of, like, B-roll. Like, I- by myself. No, you know no what I mean? Way. Like, without the dancers. But I only filmed with the dancers once. And then Wednesday, Thursday, I edited. But Wednesday ended up being a, a dark day for me because, of course, technology. Like... I didn't have enough space on my computer oh. for like uh, final cut. Yeah. I like ha- I had to update my computer. Like I was like, "Oh my god." So like I ended up doing all computer stuff. So then I literally cut that film on a Thursday and then we showed it on a Friday.
0: You cut it on a Thursday and show it on Friday? Yeah.
1: So that was but that's what I mean. like it was a that so it was a very short project. Yeah. Um but yeah. So that was, and it was just really, um, I love shooting outside. Yes. Like okay. that's something like yes. I really do like to do. I mean, I did shoot one film indoors actually that actually has been in a couple of festivals. Like it, it's gotten like some interest, you know what I mean? Like yes. in, da- in the dance yes. film circuit, right? Like, Still you know, know, it's a dance, you know, so, um, but that was filmed inside. But again, it was filmed in a way that like, you can't necessarily tell, I mean, you know what's inside, but it's, it's not. I, I love close-ups. I love intimacy, like this idea of intimacy. Yeah, yeah. And so like I don't I mean I, I know for variety I have to get a wide shot and I do, trust me. You yes. know what I mean? Like if we're following film rules. But um I love close-ups and big close-ups and just sort of like
0: the feeling The feeling is, of just like being yeah. in
1: like I don't know the like, intimacy of it. So anyway, even when I shoot inside, I, you often don't get a lot of like it's but landscape outside, freaking love it. Like yes. I love shooting outside. Ooh,
0: like big, I do over wide. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Like
1: yeah. I I don't know, there's something about I feel like there's more possibility for conversation with the environment. Ooh.
0: I you know? that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: They can change the whole, change the whole trajectory of what you're trying to show, too. Totally. Yeah. And then when
1: you're out there based on the day, too, like you just kind of go off course. Yeah. From your shot checklist, you're like, "Well, Let's I got that. I'm going to do this now," you yeah. know? And yeah. I, I don't know. I feel more inspired when I do like sort of like on location shots like that outside.
0: That's phenomenal.
1: Yes, but it's very new. Like yeah. it's it's very still, new and it's though, like, you know, but I like it
0: but you, I mean, dance films are, are big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that can evolve into something that it, is super big for you. It
1: totally could. And maybe yeah. it doesn't like, I don't, again, like I am letting my life sort of unfold, man. Yeah. Like I just like right now, it feels, I feel good where I am. I like where I am. I feel solid. And, and until I don't right? I just lean in and wherever it takes me. But yeah, I mean, it could, I mean, a dance film did get quite big too. I mean, it, I think especially during COVID cause that's, oh, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that it like had this like, Surgeons of interest and in like, like everybody's a dance filmmaker now like no really though you know yeah, what everywhere. I mean like yeah. really like you know um so yeah there's that but I do really like it so yes and
0: that's all that matters so long as you yeah, write something yeah, yeah. it really matters I know and that one was called mispronouncing in Devo Tutti?
1: yes and I yes, yes. in Tutti. Yeah. And Tutti and the idea was that I was really thinking about like um because I was really reflecting on like, well, what am I feeling these, we spent two weeks in Italy. So like, what am I feeling here? Like, what am I learning about these towns and these like, you know, small cobblestone streets and Mm -hmm. these church bells and this idea of like devotion and reverence kept coming up for me. Like I was like, okay. Like, and so I was listening to that and I was like, well, you know, we're in devotion and reverence to like land to like, like in that case, like, you know, in Italy, like religion when I was in the churches, like right self, look like, you know, um, each other and this idea of just devotion and reverence. And then tutti is the Italian word for everyone. Ooh, so in babe. devo tutti, like in devotion, like this idea. So I kind of, it was like a plan. So in Ooh. devo tutti, just like in devotion to all Aww. essentially. Um, yeah. And it was filmed in um, Corciano, um, in the region of Perugia yeah, in beautiful. Italy. And it was beautiful. And it was one of the local churches and yeah. Wow.
0: That's 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 yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So as far did you create that choreography? Or did I did they... and it,
1: well, often I, I did some of it. it was, a lot of my work I work in collaboration and conversation with the dancers yes. that I'm working yes. with. And so I am not one of those choreographers sometimes I do. Sometimes I come in and I'm like, here's the phrase work. And it's like Boop and they're like, Boop and they learn Boop. it and then we play with it. I work with like, okay, let's accumulate a phrase together. Like, let's make something together or like here's a task, you go off and make this. So like it's not always just me. And so in this particular project, I think I think the task, again, I only had one rehearsal with them for like an hour or two. And I was like, okay, I was like, here we go. We're gonna make some phrase work. So I was like, I want, with this idea of devotion and reverence, can you come up with four gestures that re- like represent devotion or reverence to you? One that has an upward sort of very, hello, back. Your back. Yeah, come, on. Come, here. Um, come here. Something that has like an upward sort of devotion idea, one that has one towards the ground. And I was noticing actually, we were in um, Assisi um, in, in one of the cathedrals there, and I was watching people like um, embody devotion or reverence to their religion. And there was like this sense of like forehead would go to like the physical like um like the like the the stone or the brick and like there was like a physical connection to materiality in the space and I was like oh that is really interesting and so I asked them like with these observations I was making while well, we were like also touring and like you know having fun and like eating pasta and pizza and like you know doing drinking wine like doing all the fun stuff and. I was like also thinking about these ideas uh, and what I was observing. And so I think I asked them to create phrase work, like one of like, all right, something that's like upward sort of devotion, Ooh, something yeah. that has like a physical sort of connection to materiality or like, like physical, like physical, and then something that's low. Yeah. And so I made, I made a phrase like d- gesture phrase they did, and then we put them together. And then I sort of looked at what we all had and I said, okay, here's the sentence we're going to make. I'm going to pull those two gestures from you, those two from me. Um, these two from her and we're going to make a phrase and then that's how the phrase was made
0: So that's truly a collaborative process oh yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that I like, let's collaborate I don't really mean like really they want I know, you to like every, do they want you to do all the work you right, know what and I'm every, saying I mean
1: that word is so like oh I work in collaboration with I'm a collaborative artist we all are like, yeah. you
0: know, like, straight like, up I mean
1: like straight up we all are but yeah. like no like I truly try to work in a really, like, in, a, in, a, in like sort of a very true collaborative way. Ooh, I love that. I yes. try, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whether it's successful all the time or not, but, like, I, yeah, that's usually how a lot of my phrase work comes about.
0: Beautiful. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. So let's stay on this collaborative path. Sure. So um, another one that I really love, Ballet for a Lonely Violinist. You oh, yeah. You did at MCG Orkin yeah. Hall.
1: I did, yeah. Yes.
0: So how did you work with a musician to make that come to, come to life?
1: Yeah, so I worked with a musician, um... Who was also he was a DMA student at the time in the School of Music, and him and I um, were sort of a part of this like Minerva Scholars kind of thing, and we met on campus when we like had this meeting, right? And he was like, oh, like I like collaboration. I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, I'm a dancer. I like collaboration. And I and again like this is I like this is my like recommendation or advice to anybody. If you want something to happen, you have to be bold and risky and just say it. Yes. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, do you want to collaborate? Like you have to put it aside. Is that easy? You have to literally, and guess what? The worst thing they're going to say is no. No. And it might hurt a little bit, but then you have to move on. Yes. <laughs> but like, my, I've always been like, I have no shame. I'll like email you. I'll call you. I'll tell. I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, this is who I am. Like, I'm really interested in your work. Do you want to collaborate? And so I kind of was like, do you want me for coffee? Like, let's collaborate. Yeah, let's and he was coffee. like, yeah. And so he's like, well, I have this piece that I need to perform, and the piece is called Ballet for a Lonely Violinist, and it was about sort of the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. And so he was like, "Here's the music," and I was like, "Okay, great." Well, I don't want this to be a thing where like I go off in my corner and you go off in yours, and like you practice no, on the I violin, do. and like I go like make like you give me the tracks and I like make movement. I was like, "No, let's have let's have this be a conversation." Yeah. Like, how are we in conversation with each other? And so we had a couple solo rehearsals, obviously, and then we had like several together rehearsals in the dance studios where Nate would come in and play, and we would talk and like what's working this isn't working. You know what I'm like feeling here when you go? I was like feeling this really tense dynamic and I feel like we need to go really quick here like we would have these conversations about like the the decisions I was making and he was making and the way that he's playing and the way that I was moving um and so yeah and so we and it was a one-off performance like it was a one-time kind of thing um we performed it at Oregon Hall in UNCG and uh but it was really great that was right before COVID like I think the week after COVID was sort of really week or two it was like the last like in-person performance I did that yeah once COVID before COVID um, but um, it was fun and it was great it was and it was a solo which I never really do like you know yeah. so I was like oh yikes and I like you know because I'm never like I'm not really in the works that I make anymore I used to just out of like I had to be because I you know
0: yeah yeah it makes sense
1: but now I I, I usually work with like, other dancers but um so that was interesting I was like oh my gosh a solo I haven't done this in ages so uh, but it was great and yeah, uh, it was beautiful yeah loved it. oh thank you you're thank sweet you again you're, you're very sweet but um yeah. It was fun.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's cool meeting people who just are so hyped on collaborating and actually mean it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That is truly an amazing thing. Um, go to some of your, I guess, the liminal space. I, I definitely oh, want to yeah. make a, a space in this show for that because yeah. cool. insane. And that was part of your MFA. That was. Yeah,
1: that was my yeah. MFA work. Yep. Yeah. 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 So let's
0: talk about that and just shed some way on that because it was a, it's a wonderful I watched it last night and I watched it behind the scenes. Are you talking about it on the oh, yeah. website and all oh, that? Oh, thank
1: you that you actually take time to do that. Oh, that yeah, I sweet, really, oh yeah. I got to. Really, I appreciate you. I want to dive yeah. into
0: these people and, you know, you do a lot of work you put a lot of work into this. So I'm oh, yeah. About it. So, to describe the process of this, <laughs> why you made it, and then, mm. I guess, your feelings on how it turned out.
1: Yeah. Well, I think why I made it is because I had to make it, number yeah, one. of course. Like, I mean, like, you no, know, but not because it was a degree. Like, I, like it was, like, like I, it was, it was in, it was yeah. in me, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. so like, and, it, and I will have to say like, yes, it was my MFA thesis work, but I think re- degree or not, I would have made that work yeah. some way, somehow, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it just happened to be that I was in a degree program when that work sort of yeah. premiered. Um, and, but I also like on the other side of that, the, having it take place during that degree program. Gave me the time and space and resources that I needed to dedicate to it for it to be what it was, right? right like, cause exactly. that's what that is. Um, it really was, I actually see that work as part of like going back to manifesto, like, I think that that's my like manifesto. No way. I, I do, in a way, like for how I I'm making really and who I am. Love that. Like, I think, or it's the beginning of like, it's the first time I was like, oh, like I saw myself differently, which, like, it's great as an artist. Like I saw myself evolving. Right. And I was like, and it, and again, it like felt very right. Like this is who I am and this is how I make, and this is what I'm interested in. And, um, really, uh, that work came from me being interested in teasing relationships of audience and performer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like what is that? what is that the experience and the shared experience like shared human experience is really important to me and so like how can I make the dance experience a shared human experience
0: wow with people who are watching oh yeah yeah
1: like how yeah like how how do I change their perspective it also came from an interest in this idea of orientation Mm -hmm. so like how we orient ourselves like from a phenomenological perspective like how we orient ourselves is then how we understand the world
0: So and, um, and, so that, and
1: that, and and I said this too, like, you know, if you listen to some of the talkbacks too, it's like, you know, um, you know, orientation can mean many di- different things. Like it can be like how like distal or far away I am or how proximal or close I am in terms of intimacy. It could be perspective, right? It could be like, again, that camera, like perspective, it could be like directionality, like what direct, like, you know, like how your posi- positionality, like how you're positioning yourself to an object or an idea. And so I was thinking about this kaleidoscope of like, well, how can I give a shared human experience or how can I design a shared human experience for both audience and performer that deals with this idea of um, allowing different orientations or perspectives to exist and for something to happen and then it doesn't. Like, you know right. what I mean? like, like the, Again, like this true experience. And the liminal space came in and like the, um, like the labeling of that and I also thought a lot about, too, of, like, how, how like, I'm, I'm curious often about how one arrives and how one transitions in life, but with everything. And so, like, I, when I'm making work, I'm, especially now, and it started with the liminal space, and then it can, it'll continue, I think, even the work that, and how I'm thinking about making the work that I'm doing now, or the new project, is, like, how does the audience arrive to the experience, and how does the audience transition? Throughout. Yeah. Because I think that there's importance to that. Like, because it, it the work doesn't start when the lights go off like you know what i mean like the work has begun way before that moment yes and then so i was very intentional about like the audience experience in that work so like when they arrived to the building where the theater was there was a bubble machine you know outside and there was somebody meeting them with a balloon like and they act like and they said like hey like the choreographer is asking that if you're comfortable um you know please blow up this balloon <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> and so Yo, like, like that's amazing like like so like the experience began like as soon as you showed up to the theater and like you know most people took me up on the offer and i knew some people wouldn't which was totally fine and so then like the way i had them enter the theater too was not in the traditional door i had them enter into the stage door you know like they entered where the performers enter
0: oh wow so that's like a yeah like it was like a, yeah it was a
1: different experience and like i pulled all the curtains back in the theater it wasn't a black box theater but like they didn't sit in the seats like the i had um chairs all chairs. around yep. right and so everything, like the curtains were pulled back, the, the back, like the scrim and the psych and the back blacks were all sort of like pulled to the side and sort of like curtained like and tied. Um, and they entered through the stage door and they entered where they had to pick a seat and there was a large structure hanging from the ceiling as well as in the space. And it was a wooden sort of wall that moved and, and manipulated like objects. Because yep. I'm really interested in like how I'm thinking about sculpting space with objects as well and props. Um, and so anyway... And then they had to like attach their balloon to the wall. (laughs) And then that wall Mm -hmm. moved in the piece. So essentially my idea was that like, um, the audience like blowing air into this balloon, it's like a physical representation of life. Like that's who you are as an individual. Like you're inside that balloon, right? And then we attached it by signaling them like to the wall and then the wall moves. So the audience was dancing with us on stage. Yeah, Right. Like that's like what was happening. Like they were sculpting the space with us. They were creating, it was a shared experience in that way like that was one that's one layer right um and then um as they transitioned out there was bubble wrap on the floor so they were exhaling out of the experience right like this idea Mm -hmm. like so that idea of transition and shared experience and and uh the use of props and orientation and perspective and chaos and structure which is how i made some of those sections and improvisation was part of it but also not um and the way that the structure was manipulated, it was just uh, with the, the the scene. Depending on where you sat, you saw something different. You yep. didn't see the same show, but it was the same work. Like that work, there was one work, that. but depending on where you saw it, it, sat, and what you saw, and how things were being manipulated in the space, that may have blocked your view or enhanced your view, changed the experience of what you saw. Oh my God! So that was the. Those were the ideas I was just playing with. I was like, you know, how do I design an experience that's in a way like sort of changes the traditional quote-unquote dance viewing experience right as we know it so um and things that people have been playing with for centuries right exactly like i mean it's not like nothing you know but it was my perspective of it it. like it was through my lens it was through my thought yeah exactly like like... my yeah my snapshot of like that and so that's sort of that work you know a, a musician friend of mine after um who was at the show and he like like you know it was so sweet and so kind and so supportive. He's like that was so great. And he was like I keep thinking about it like after whatever. And he's like, tell me that's not done. Like he's like I feel like he's like that's got to keep. I was like, and yeah, I was like I, I know what you mean. I was like because I'm feeling that too. And that's why I say like I think it was the beginning of a manifesto for me, because it's really it's solidified like, oh, this like, is who I am. You know like this, this is this is it. This is it. And like, so anyway, that's why I say that it's like, it was, it was a springboard manifesto for me in a way, because it, it just showed me so much about who I am and, and what I, and what I do.
0: Yeah. And what you're capable
1: of. And, and what, yeah, and I Yeah, yeah, yeah. how far
0: this dancing thing can really go. There's yeah, no limitations. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, right, right, right.
0: You know what I'm saying? That is truly yeah. beautiful. I think the first time I was in an environment like that to where it was like yeah. not traditional, I've been in dance recitals. Yeah. And right, right, right. Stuff. But I was part of a dance uh, festival and the dance project was Performing all over. Yes, yes, they, yes, yes, One performance they went to the C V A and like we sat wherever we wanted, but they were like, Hey, just to let you know, we're gonna dance all around. We're gonna be if yeah, were, exactly, if you sit beside exactly. you. We might get in that seat, we're gonna be in your space.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: Yeah. So I watched that and I was just like, this, and they literally were all over. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah. all on purpose. It was, it was, yeah, it was yeah. so beautiful. And I was like, cool. this is insane. Mm. So, and that dance festival was really amazing. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Is it already past or is it happening? No, no, soon? no,
1: it's coming up. So the North Carolina Dance Festival that's that's hosted by the Dance Project. It's yeah. October. I think it's, um, f- is it six, seven, and eight? I think October sixth through eighth. I believe. And they're, um, yes. That's and amazing. there's a show, site specific show with uh, Greensboro Project Space, actually, with an artist. And then they're also at the Jan Van Dyke Center, for, yep. or the theater and the cultural center.
0: This is exactly where I went. So yeah, I went to the yeah, performances yeah. that whole, I think it was a weekend. I can't remember. But because um, I interviewed um, uh, Amy, is her
1: name? Anne? Uh, Anne.
0: Ann. Yes, yes Anne. Ann Ann. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Anne and Vanilla. And yeah. All I interviewed oh, a bunch awesome. of them just in collaboration with the podcast. Right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. 2019, That's I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, one of those years. It was truly amazing. And I went to a couple of performances. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. I will be going back again for sure.
1: Fantastic. Uh, yes, we please support coming. dance.
0: Of course. Are you <laughs> in
1: No, so I'm not not I'm I am an artist in residence for the festival this year. So okay. like I am at the Dance Project working on this new project until December. I have Perfect. you know space and things like that. And so I'm getting their support and grateful for them for that. Um but and then Greensboro Project Space, which I'm directing at the moment, is um Hosting one of the shows. So I'm spot, like, you know.
0: i movie saying that actually. Yeah yeah. 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 So we're
1: bringing one of the performances, which, so that's how I'm involved in the festival this year. See? But yeah. It's
0: cool. I love your, your art. Your life is rich with art. I mean, even yeah. GPS, yeah, getting Andrew in. Totally. Is a medium that you're not necessarily, like, you don't do that medium, but, like, it's cool that you're influenced by all oh, of that. yeah. You're constantly getting, like, exposed to all this crazy stuff.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like, that, it's that position is serving me in such a, again like a really rich way because I get to meet all different artists who like view life through all these different mediums right Mm. and that's that oh my god like that's a dream Mm. right and I get to talk to them and talk about like their work and how they might want to display it in the space like it is all making right like it's all relevant again it's like find something that pays your bills that serves you, exactly. right? Like we're going back to that. Like it, there it is. That nugget comes back, and it's like, yeah. Like it, it is so fun. Yeah. Like it's so fun. I get to like be around artists, and and it. There's so much change in that. Just the nature of that space. There's so much turnaround and change that like, it's not like I'm sitting there for like a whole semester with like one show up. On. I mean, yeah. it's there's there's just turnaround, turnaround, which makes for like a wild schedule, right? And like it's yeah. insane. But at the same time. I love it because I'm like I get to just see all this cool stuff and like people are brilliant. Like their people's minds are. I'm like, whoa! Like people blow me away. Insane. Like people are insanely brilliant. I'm like, who? How?
0: Yeah. How? And
1: they're right here. So yeah, because a lot of the stuff we do is for faculty, staff, and students, but a lot of it's community too. Yeah. And like local surrounding areas, cause it's not like we're like commissioning people's works from like, you know, outside the wherever, country, right? Yeah. Like it's this area and I'm again like, hello artists in the South, like we see you. Yes. Like I, I see you like there is space and place for you and you're brilliant and so excited to like be in your orbit like uh, really so yeah that job is so fun for that way. Uh, I know and then I get to meet like if, if like I wasn't in that role and like Andrew didn't have a show we never would have
0: met. We would not be here.
1: We would not be here.
0: You know I'm gonna pass you on the street and we'll have I no know, clue. I know, no clue. You know what like, I'm saying? Because
1: it's Daniel again, no idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful thing, it truly is. It and is oh my gosh and we can there's so much more to your story and I know. I, I can't ask every single question I want to ask of course now. Um, but that that was such a good general view of who you are and um, cool. I love that so what's the now looking like so you're doing the GPS thing you're working yeah. on a project that's till December
1: Yeah. uh, Well, no, the, uh, the, the residency isn't, I'm in residency with the North Carolina dance festival until December, but, um, still will be working on that work on my own after that. Right. So yeah. So I'm hoping in a year's time, the new work will be ready and, I'm hoping, right? Like, that's the timeline of it. So um, working on a new work now, very early stages, hoping to produce something uh, in a year's time locally. Like, the first iteration will be in Greensboro. Uh, yes. um, collaborating um, with a dear friend and colleague, uh, Katie Williams, who uh, we have Dance Series Collective together. We sort of um, established ourselves as a, a unit. Like, we just, like, really, like... She's like a, a, like a, like a soul sister, you know what I mean? And like, so like, not only do we get along, it's like on a human level, but like artistically too, she's another dancer. And so we're like, we, like, we need to make work together, right? Like we're here, like we're doing it. And so we did a project early in 2022, um, at the Gatewood museum or Gatewood gallery. Gallery. Yeah. Gatewood. You want to see again? Yeah. Spartan baby. Spartan too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You were. Um, and so we did a, a project, um, it, yeah, in, in Gatewood presented, like, uh, a series of performances, and so we're, ca- we're calling ourselves the Dance Series Collective, and we're interested in just um, experimenting with, like, performance art-type stuff and, like, this idea of, like, dance series, like, uh, like series and iterations of different things. And so, like, we're doing this uh, dock-up pop-up series now where, like, we pop up in, like, very random spots around Greensboro to do, like, really, like, guerrilla performances, but always in Doc Martens. And okay. uh, yeah, it's called the Doc-Up Pop-Up. And then oh, also we're interested in this idea of like documentary filmmaking too. So like capturing these like pop-up performances in a documentary style. So like it's, it's a kind of layered, like a playoff, this idea of Doc, Doc Martins, documentary filmmaking, okay. like documentary series, because it's a series of performances. And so, you know, collaborating and like, you know, dreaming and living big um, with Dance Series Collective, but also working on my own stuff and looking to create sort of, my own entity. I'm I'm not gonna release the name now, but not there's not necessarily that it's gonna be a company, but a group of people and like establishing myself more fully for my own individual work and working with people. And um yeah, directing Greensboro Project Space. Um also doing director of community engagement for college divisional performing arts at UNCG and so you know, lots of things. Like Dude, doing the things.
0: Doing the things. I love that. I love that. Doing the things. Doing the things. Doing the things. Yeah. And I and I know you're you're someone that appreciates the president stays present but do you have any future goals that you would want to own a dance studio one day do you want to keep
1: (laughs) i know no that's not in my cards yeah you know um i have a lot of dreams i really do uh i i don't know and i don't know if i can fully articulate them i mean i think that i'm going to keep following what feels right No. I think dance will always be a part of it. I think curating and producing will always be a part For of sure. it. I hope so. I would love, not that I want to build a residency center, but like, I don't know, some yeah. sort of like land barn. I have something called Barn Dance Project that I started. That's all yeah, too. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right before I moved here. And I was going to do a second iteration, wasn't able to because of COVID. Oh, and okay. so I'm circling yeah. back. And it was more of just like, producing a concert essentially of people in the area, both regionally and nationally, but it was like always in barn spaces. And yeah. there's something about barns that I really love. I don't know why. It's definitely a little,
0: there's definitely a feeling of a barn, there, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah really? Yeah. yeah, That's so funny. I've I mean, I mean, even going to weddings and barns yeah, and like that. It's just like, it gives itself a certain feel. It does,
1: I don't know why. And so like, it, you know, it's a barn dance project. And so I, I would love to expand that, whether that's like a traveling sort of thing that I do, like going to different barns around the country and producing sick. work of people that are in the area. Or, like, whether, like, you know, I I don't know. Some sort of, like, center. I don't know if there's residencies, like, a makerspace. Like, I do see myself maybe eventually, like, owning that myself I love that. in the future. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just, who knows? Like I said, you- like, I, I thought I was going to be a French teacher, and here I am. And so, like, way. you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, I think that there's something like that where there's curation. and And, like, I love meeting people. I love artists. I love, like, collaborating with artists. I love providing platforms for artists to, like, See their work out, and so I think that that's something that will always be a part of my future, but also still making like I can't stop making, and I also love teaching. So like, you love everything I do.
0: It's just a good, not a bad thing. I
1: do. But like, so yeah. your mind
0: is like, oh my god. Always, always. Ah, so oh like, I don't know. There's yeah. like,
1: you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. I love it. it. Makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, with you, it's like you could in the next year, who knows what you could be doing? And I, lo- I know, and I love I know, that, I know, like know. you know, Instagram, like oh, Caitlin's wow, she's dancing in barnes in in switzerland or if she's oh, over there later, I wish. Yeah, you know what i'm saying the hey, is random
1: listen if there's a producer in switzerland hey. that wants to bring me it i am here would for it. not him. surprise <laughs> me with oh, knowing who you it are it would surprise me so i would be like game for that but i know you you'd know? be
0: like yeah plane ticket yeah absolutely, absolutely.
1: when do i leave oh for sure you yeah you can't con- there's not a lot of convincing that needs to be done to get me on a plane to go somewhere
0: yo i'm with it at all yes this yes. was so fun isn't it great
1: Thank you for having me. Of course. Sorry if I talked your ear off.
0: No, actually, I actually have one more thing Oh my gosh, you. sure. And so I'll, I have a dancer friend named Art Davidson. He's in New York right now. He has a few okay. photographs dancers in New York. But Sweet. he also has his parents on the studio here, actually.
1: Oh, um, okay. So when I was
0: interviewing the Dance Project people in 2019, yeah. I said, hey, what good questions would you ask these people? And he gave me a template. Yeah. So since you're here, I want to answer some, just two questions off Two questions. Okay, here we go. Okay, yes. So... How would you describe your movement quality?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. how would I describe my movement quality? Um, It's going to be a mix of things that I know about myself that I think are true, but also a reflection of what I've heard Mm -hmm. from other folks. Um, If we're talking about me, Caitlin improvising in a studio, music is on, my movement quality um, has a, like, a, a sensuality to it. Like, there's something that's, like, really, like, the sternum and, the, like, the sternum and, like, the spine. I mean, you, they can't see me move. I'm moving for you right now. But, like, there's something um, really, like, intimate and, and, and sensual but not in, like, a sexual way, right? Like, there's something about, like, this, like, really deep sort of gooey, And there's some like quirky, really quick movements and then this like soft, subtle, and there's always something that's happening, like small gesture, (laughs) like with like, uh, I don't know, and like looking around. And so um, I think I said this in, if you watch that um, documentary about my thesis, right? There is something about this like exploratory surgery, like analogy that I've used of like, like, what is this camera or the scope inside and like how am I tracing the internal landscape? And so I think that sort of like, gooey sort of, like, exploratory movement, gestury, like, but also quick bursts of movement and then, like, subtle again and, like, yeah, maybe that's how I would describe my movement quality. Yes. And I'm curious if my friends, my dance friends who listen to this, if they're going to be like, yeah, you're right, that's how you move. yeah, that's right, that's how you move. I don't know, that's how I think I move.
0: Uh, That's amazing. I love that. Okay,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. One more. Okay.
0: So, what are some ways you see your movement experience impacting the rest of your life? Oh, even in parts that aren't even dance.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think it goes back to this idea of like, um, so in addition to like a lot of my like training of just like straight up dance training, I do a lot of like somatic work. Um, so I've done like some Alexander technique. Um, I've done cortical field reeducation, um, kinetic awareness, like yoga, Um, and that perspective allows me to have this like really under like strong understanding of self and like this idea of how do I understand my part to a whole, how do I understand myself internally for external expression? And that idea of like reflection and understanding that you, you show up differently every day, like you're not the same, you can't recreate an experience, but like you need to honor where you are and what you're doing and for like where you're going, which isn't always easy. But I think that that actually guides how I relate to people like how I make decisions in my life. So I think that's where like my dance self, that somatic sort of understanding, like you have to really understand, like for you to be in those sort of modalities, like what you learn about yourself and what's unlayered like is wild. Like the body like totally keeps the score, right? And so like it does, and so like, learning who you are in that such like intimate deep way I think inevitably just feeds like then like how I interact with the world right and like like yeah I don't know it does and yeah. I, I don't I can't articulate a moment where it does but I know that it does like how I talk to people how I see what I do the decisions I make what I believe in right like so yeah. that's how I would say I dance who I am as a dancer and my dance training impacts my oh, life. life yeah. Oh. That. yes you yeah.
0: your arts page arts photographs are absolutely insane oh
1: that's hannah long yes. who was yes. here for a really long time and she's now i think in colorado but yeah yes yeah she took great photos but yeah
0: amazing yes yes it's so great yeah um so please uh if you have any other questions for caitlin please hit caitlin up please, i cannot yes. ask caitlin every single thing she <laughs> will be here for literal hours oh my
1: god hours and i would sit here and i, would, yeah. get and I think you and, I, and you I, would. I would i really would because i, I would. love talking Yeah, yes
0: yes and i would love to get behind the scenes with you and take photos anytime Absol- you, need. you are
1: welcome anytime in my I studio would. like honestly please like really. let's let's chat about that let's do yeah. it i'm happy I- absolutely, and then sure. re- yeah anybody can reach out i'm always happy to have a chat about yes. life and art so
0: absolutely yeah. and you have classes People can join who listen at the
1: moment uh, at the moment I don't but okay. um follow me <laughs> let yeah. me know and like like you know keep keep in touch and I will let you know that's uh on the docket soon is hopefully okay. start teaching okay
0: absolutely yeah. Yo, please uh, support Caitlin. Insane work, and uh, listen up for future maybe uh, events that you might be at. Appreciate or you. Doing yes, anything. please do, yeah. Uh, just come to GPS. Are you yes, still doing that? Absolutely. Amazing mm-hmm. space in Greensboro. But yes, this is it.
1: That's awesome. Yes, thank you amazing. so much. Thank it's such you. a pleasure. Yes. I appreciate you a lot. Of yeah. course,
0: of course. And if you're listening, morning and night, thank you for listening. Um, tell your friends about the show, please. i very passionate about this, and Caitlin definitely sparked some... Uh, Some more in me, so this is amazing. Um, Thank you, and and goodbye, people.
1: All right. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store, go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, LiveJournal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smokes, niggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.